Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Chronic Fatigue and Burnout Recovery Podcast. Today, I am delighted to announce I have a very special guest with me, who is Emily Fraser. Hope I said that right, Emily. Was it Fraser or Fraser? <laughs> it's Fraser, but Fraser. honestly, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Emily Fraser, um, and she is the Spoonie mentor on Instagram. So you can stop right now, go and look her up. You'll find her there. Um, she is a chronic illness advocate, um, a fellow high achiever who was previously a teacher in um, band and choir. And she had her own kind of chronic illness healing journey, or I guess is still on her own chronic illness healing journey since having a car accident um, in 2018. But she's come a long way, and I'm, I'm going to hand it over to her in a moment to tell us all about her journey. Um, but now she shares just fantastic resources online. She has some programs. She has her own podcast, which is the Spoonie podcast. Um, and she's even doing some business coaching for fellow Spoonies and those having chronic illness experiences. So I'm sure you're all probably really excited to hear from her with um, that introduction. Um, so Emily, I'm going to hand over to you. Welcome so much. Um, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no, I'm really happy. I always love coming on podcasts where everyone has the same mission of helping people who are struggling with chronic fatigue because we know we're being underserved by the medical model right now. And yeah, I'm just really happy that you share the resources that you do. So I'm glad to be here. Yeah, thank you. And I want to invite you to share your story in a moment. And I know I, I haven't asked, I didn't say I was going to ask you this question, but I thought actually a really nice place for us to start would be if I ask you to explain what a spoonie is, because I think a lot of people listening to this podcast probably already know, but um, in my own chronic illness journey, I didn't quite get the whole spoon thing in the beginning. So I think it would be just really helpful considering you are the Spoonie mentor to lead with what a Spoonie is, and then we'll go into your own personal journey. Totally. Yeah. Happy to explain. Um, it's something that I didn't really find until a couple of years into my journey. And when I did, it just felt like home. It felt so, I felt so grateful to find a community of other people online struggling with similar invisible symptoms. So Spoonie is a nickname that comes from people who are dealing with chronic fatigue, um, any type of autoimmune disorder, any type of chronic illness, or in my case, a brain injury. And Christine Miserandino in 2004, she's a chronic illness blogger, and she came up with the concept of the spoon theory. And so spoon theory is a method of pacing that they actually now teach doctors in medical school, which is amazing. And the concept is everyone has a certain amount of spoons when they wake up and you have to decide where to spend your spoons. So for some people, taking a shower might cost no spoons at all. But for us spoonies, taking a shower can be absolutely draining and use maybe all of your spoons for the day. So, Especially if um, you have to wash your hair. Yeah, exactly. Right. So all these things, it, it, it not only helps us with learning how to pace and alternate taking breaks with using our spoons, it also really helps explain the debilitating fatigue that we are experiencing to our loved ones and other people, which I didn't realize until later on, now that I've branded myself as the Spoonie Mentor, all of my family and friends get it more. Like they understand what I was going through in the early days. And I was like, oh, I wish I had told everyone about Spoon Theory and just shared the article. I really just recommend Googling the Spoon Theory and Christine Miserandino. 
Um, her website is But You Don't Look Sick, but she has a, her original article she posted and it just went viral. And it's so helpful to understand she was at lunch with a friend and kind of helping her understand her experience with lupus with all the spoons around at the restaurant. So um, that's been really great. And I realized there are hundreds and thousands of people who identify as spoonies and there's great resources on Instagram if you search the hashtag spoonie or spoonies or um, spoonie life. And uh, yeah, it was one way for me when I started my um, business, I didn't necessarily only want to help people who had had post-concussion syndrome. I knew that my strategies helped a wide variety of people. And so when I was thinking, I thought, oh, well, the term spoonie really works because it automatically is a great label for people because they're the ones looking for solutions, right? People who identify as spoonies are people who are looking to improve. They're looking for ways to live a joyful life alongside of their conditions. And it's just a really great community. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you so much for explaining that because I used to be so confused in the beginning, you know, as you said, you only found it later. I was like, well, how do I know how many spoons do I have? And how do I know how many spoons I'm using? But I think we're going to talk a little bit more about pacing as we get into the episode. But before we do, tell us your story. Yeah, so I grew up with a chronically ill mother. I So I saw my mother, she has polycystic kidney disease. She had a kidney transplant when I was in high school, but for six, seven years, she was going to the hospital three times a week for dialysis. And so I very much grew up just seeing someone being sick and understanding that and a bunch of relatives with the same condition. So when I was a teenager, we found out that I also have that chronic condition and, um, it kind of explained why I was always more tired and I didn't have as much energy as the people around me, but I was also a chronic high achiever. And like so many women that I work with, it's just, you're learned, you have to do and be busy and achieve in order to have worth. And so I was going and being busy and I had become a teacher and I was performing. I was a professional musician as well, traveling the world performing. And I would always now I realized it was burnout. I would just like hit my capacity because I wasn't pacing and I would burn out and I would have to go a couple of weeks off work. And I, I never really understood. I just thought it was the stressors of being a teacher. Um, but then in 2018, as I was leaving school, I got rear-ended. And like so many people who get concussions, I thought it was no big deal. I was able to drive home and it wasn't until days and then weeks and months later that I really realized, okay, this is serious. It was a traumatic brain injury and I was off work and on disability leave for years on and off, kept trying to go back, kept failing and just so so easily overstimulated. And when I was trying to find resources online, it's really when I started learning. I realized every time I found a post that really resonated, it had the hashtag Spoonie. And I, I just was like, okay. I started following the hashtag on Instagram. And 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 that's really when I started to learn about all of this and got connected with community, which I now know is so important. It's a big part of my work is helping people feel connected And as I was navigating, you know, I had to leave my teaching career because it was clear after two years straight of trying to return to full time, I'd never made it more than six hours a week. So I needed to find a new career or they told me I did. So then I did find a job. I was running mentorship programs um, at a university and I thought this is perfect. I'm working remotely. It was during COVID and it was all great until we were all forced to come back on campus 
And all of my symptoms came back with a vengeance and I was even worse off than I had been right after my, my initial brain injury. So from there, that's when I decided I needed to start my business because unfortunately for all of us dealing with invisible disabilities or dynamic disabilities, um, people just don't get what we're dealing with and it can feel really invalidating and people don't understand. And that's where explaining spoon theory is really helpful for some people. But I realized I, I I really couldn't think of another way for me to create the flexibility and freedom that I needed with my schedule in order to heal. And so that's when I decided to start my business. And it's not like it was just clear sailing. It took a while to figure out what I was doing and to become profitable, at least as a business. But over time, I realized I was just truly healing. Like I now I'm symptom free. And amongst during that time, when I first started my business in 2022, I also got diagnosed with a hypermobility disorder, which explained some of the symptoms I'd been experiencing even previously in my life. So it's kind of tricky to explain my story because on one hand, I, f- I consider myself fully recovered from post-concussive symptom syndrome, but I also navigate these other conditions. And that's where spoonie is such a helpful term because a lot of us aren't just dealing with one thing. It's a series of confusing, complex, oftentimes rare diagnoses that um, can make us feel alone. And so knowing we're part of a community is really helpful. Yeah, absolutely. And I really resonate with what you said about like this idea of like what is fully recovered, because Mm. I also think we live in such a like unhelpful system where rest is not prioritized and we're doing the things that every human should be doing to take care of themselves, whether they identify as a spoonie or not, it's not necessarily always encouraged. So it's difficult for us to really truly thrive in a system that's not healthy. And therefore, you know, whatever you're navigating, um, I think it's always kind of, um, it's always a tough one, I think, to. Absolutely. That's the thing. I was like, everyone is a spoonie. Everyone needs to rest. (laughs) And, And for me, and that's the other tricky thing. It's like, I'm absolutely thriving. However, if I try to go back into like the quote unquote real world or the hustle culture, I would get sick right away because I'm just such a, I'm also a highly sensitive person and empath. I know a lot of people in my community resonate with those terms and, and I'm just not designed to be around all these people in person and that busy, busy, go, go, go. But I also recognize that it, with this society, we've all been raised in and conditioned into feeling like our worth is associated with how productive we are. So many people are disconnected from their bodies and don't even realize that they are sick. They're ignoring symptoms or they're just pushing through or they don't even realize that they're experiencing burnout. And so that's also what I'm realizing now. I'm like, well, I've been teaching my strategies with family and friends. And I'm like, well, you should just take my program. But I've been marketing it towards Spoonies. But I'm like, truly, this is just helpful resource. These are helpful resources for anyone, any human, because we're all chronically exhausted and we all need support. And a lot of the work I do is not only pacing, it's the mindset strategies of it's okay to rest, which is the biggest hurdle for many to overcome. Yeah, I resonate with that hurdle so, so much. Mm-hmm. So expanding a little bit on your journey and this idea of pacing and learning about spoons. So it's not actually something that um, I've addressed specifically on this show yet. So it would be great to have you as the expert, maybe share some things that really helped you in your journey or some tips for the listeners 
in, in my own journey, nobody spoke to me about pacing for like the first two years. It was probably similar to you, something that I just discovered on my own. And I was constantly in those kind of boom and crash cycles all the time of like doing too much and then crashing and then doing too much and then crashing all the time. So if somebody is kind of new to pacing or they're, they're noticing they are forming at least, you know, boom and crash cycles, however, you know, big or small they are, where does someone even begin with all of this? Yeah, totally. So I call myself the Spoonie mentor, but I don't actually necessarily teach spoon theory because like you said, it is quite complex. People never understand how many spoons do I have? How many spoons does each thing take? Like, It really is confusing. And that's a big part of why I created my program, The Thriving Spoonie Pathway. So the first thing I'll say is my favorite method of pacing, and there's many, and it's never a one-size-fits-all approach, but the general concept of pacing is that you are alternating periods of activity where you're using spoons with periods of rest where you are restoring your spoons. And that's an aspect of spoon theory that a lot of people miss. They think, oh, I've used all my spoons. I'm done for the day. But the idea is, no, there's actually activities you can do that restore spoons. And rest doesn't only just mean that you're lying in bed miserable. Like there's a lot of ways to rest that restore your spoons. There's actually seven types of rest. So in terms of my favorite method of pacing, the one that I truly use every day because it's simple, I use time-based pacing. So I will set a timer, usually at this point, 25 minutes, but in the beginning, it was much lower because it depended on what task I was doing. Like if it was folding laundry, I literally could only start with one minute in the early days. So figuring out your own guidelines and getting to know yourself and, and your own, what times you can handle before symptoms come on. So I set a timer, I leave it in another room or far enough away because so many of us are so conditioned to want to get something done that when we start a task, we just want to finish it. That's me. (laughs) That's me. (laughs) So I literally found I have to leave a timer in another room. Otherwise, I'll just literally subconsciously turn it off and keep motoring through whatever task is at hand. So set a timer, maybe start with 10 minutes if you're not sure, and you can adjust it higher or lower. And you put it in another room, you do your thing. Once the timer goes, you have to get up and turn it off. And then you take your break. And so depending on how severe your chronic fatigue is, some people really do just need to lie down until they feel better. And then they go back and they try another task and you alternate. For me, it's like computer time, but computer time is not all the same. Like if I'm on a Zoom call, I can handle 90 minutes at this point because I've worked up to that point. But if I'm sitting down and I'm looking at taxes for the year, like, oh, I can't, ha- I still can't handle much longer because you also have to not only think about the physical energy it's taking, you have to consider the mental and the emotional factors as well. And so that's another aspect of spoon theory that isn't always addressed is that, yes, spoons get taken when there's physical demands, but it also does if there's something emotional going on in your life. And we're humans. So everything fluctuates. So many people are like, well, I thought grocery shopping was five spoons. And then suddenly I did it. Like people who try to make it all perfect. At that point, I'm always like, okay, you're hyper vigilant right now. Like you're fixating too much on your symptoms and trying to be perfect. And the reality is you have to go with the flow as a spoonie. You have to be willing to adapt and you have to be willing to be flexible to say, okay, you know what? I'm feeling pretty stressed right now because this just happened in my life. I'm dealing with a car repair, let's say. And it's also like I'm menstruating. So as women, we have to consider our hormonal cycle as well. So 
you know, it's normal that I feel more tired and I'm going to take it easy as a result. And it's this constant balance that honestly is, it's complex to navigate, which is why having a mentor who has done it (laughs) is super helpful because it does take guidance and it takes support throughout the way. But once people figure out pacing, it truly is a game changer. Like I still get so excited in like the first week of my program because people are like, oh my gosh, I have no symptoms. Yeah, because you're actually listening to your body. Because we have this idea that pain and symptoms and fatigue are bad, but really it's our body's only way of communicating with us. So when we learn to get still and listen, well, then we actually can listen to it and respond appropriately. And that's all I do. It's a constant balance of, I'm going to do this. Oh, my body's telling me it's too much. Okay, I'm going to step back. Or now at the point of the, my where I am with my healing journey is when I'm feeling tired, I actually need to move my body. I need to go for a walk. I need to get on my bike, which is still such like a, it's so confusing for me because for so many years as a spoonie, it was like movement is bad. Movement triggers symptoms, but it's taken a lot of time to rewire and and understand neuroplasticity to be like, no, actually, now this is good. Pain in this case isn't bad. It's a warning sign. I'm grateful for it. And I'm going to move my body, get the oxygen flowing. And therefore I restore my spoons. So that's the biggest thing people say when they start to work with me, they figure out how to pace and they figure out how to actually, they figure out what rest means. Because if you're just lying in bed, agonizing about all the things that you should be doing, you're not actually resting because you're not getting mental rest. Yeah, absolutely. I resonate with all of that, like from different stages of my journey as well. Mm. Um, And you said that there's like different things people can do to restore their spoons. And you mentioned how now you're in the stage of your journey where exercise is restorative for you, provided that, you know, you do the right amounts for your body. So what are some other things that people can do to, to help restore their spoons back up? Yeah, totally. And I'll I'll also add that if you're like completely bedbound and the idea of even going downstairs or going for a five minute walk is exhausting, like I get it. That's literally where I was last year. And that's why I also partnered with Dr. Mallory Fox. She's a movement expert and she created a 12 week program that I, that I offer inside of my program for people to go from bedbound to actually like moving their body. So it's it's definitely doable. And part of that is the mindset of like, even if you've been stuck for years, things can change. So I just want to offer people that hope. But in terms of restoring spoons, there's so many ideas. Um, a big part of it is understanding our nervous system. And that's what I teach inside of my programs is a lot about vagus nerve stimulation and polyvagal theory. And just understanding that we have a nerve in our body that connects from our brainstem into our gut and it can it it literally like weaves through all of our major organs and when we stimulate that vagus nerve which is what it's called it helps us restore our spoons so quickly it's what we absolutely need to get out of our chronic state of fight or flight and so some of my favorite ways to stimulate my vagus nerve and restore spoons is to gargle water um cold showers which i had to work up to because the thought of it was like i can't do this um meditating, even a simple hack of putting your legs up against a wall. That's really helpful. A lot of people with pots will know that, but it helps everyone if you put your legs up against a wall. Even I, when I am lying in bed, I will always place a pillow under my knees because even that simple lifting of the knees will help 
you activate your parasympathetic system, which just helps you go into rest and digest. And um, even just going outside in nature and grounding, like putting your bare feet in the grass, even if you don't have the ability to go and take a walk with just like going outside or even opening a window and tuning into nature will help restore spoons. But it's really tricky to restore spoons if you haven't worked through all of the mental chatter. So I know a lot of people are like, well, I can't meditate. So I just don't. It's like, well, you're exactly the kind of person that needs to meditate. <laughs> and and not just thinking there's so many types of meditation, right? Like some types are just, okay, try to clear all of your thoughts. And that's tough. So I always suggest other forms of meditation. Like, I, I mean, there's just so many just exploring, getting, uh, my favorite app is Insight Timer. Oh, and I, I use that as well. <laughs> yeah. I would just type in like headache or any symptom I was experiencing, I would type it in the search bar and then a meditation would come up and that's what I would do. And that's what I recommend. Just try a new style meditation every day for 30 days and see which one resonates. Oh, I love that as a tip. And I will um, say I also do so much legs up the wall myself. Before we before we jumped online today, I was actually doing legs up the wall. And um, a nice little extra tip is that it's really great to get the oxygen to your brain. If somebody is like a bit potsy, they got low blood pressure. Um, I always find like when I'm feeling a bit fatigued, it really, really helps as well. Mm, nice. And I think it's also helpful because to get yourself into that position takes a bit of effort. <laughs> so you're going to stay in that position for longer because of that. And I think that kind of forces Spoonies to rest a bit more. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so you mentioned the mental chatter, which was interesting, um, and like people having limiting beliefs about what is and isn't possible for them. So I'm sure you go into a lot more detail on this in your Spoonie program. But um what are some of the common chatters that come up for people just so that listeners can maybe resonate with them? And what are some of the ways that you help people overcome them? Yeah, totally. So essentially, when when I'm working with Spoonies and helping them learn to thrive and get back to whatever their goals are, whether it's getting back to work, whether it's creating their own business, whether it's improving their relationship and intimacy, there's always three major things that we work on. So in the first month, it's focus on nervous system regulation. That's all the pacing. That's all the strategies we're talking about, vagus nerve. And then the second month is all about mental and emotional resilience. And honestly, that's I tend to attract high-achieving women because we're the ones where it's so ingrained in us that we have to do something. Otherwise, we're worthless. And, and it's it seems like such a simple thing just to be like, no, you can rest, but people literally need permission to rest. And in that month, we talk a lot about neuroplasticity and the fact that we have the ability to change our neural pathways. And through that process, I, I guide people to access their subconscious through a variety of techniques that are EMDR informed and hip, using hypnosis techniques. But what we do is we identify what are those deep subconscious limiting beliefs that are keeping us from being able to rest and what are those mindset things going on and and that's what we work to rewire because when for me it was so much of i had this deep limiting belief of my needs don't matter and it, it rooted even from being in the crib. When I was a baby, a newborn, I was crying a lot. I was the youngest of three girls. And by then my mom was like, yeah, we just thought you were a bit whiny, but it turned out I had two hernia. So I was literally in pain, crying. 
And at that point, when you're young, when you're age zero to seven, everything is your subconscious mind. So it doesn't really matter what the truth is. It's what you perceive as an infant, as a newborn, as a, a young child. And my perception of that when I was crying and no one would come to me was my needs don't matter. And I only figured that out after the process I guide people through of accessing your subconscious. But once I, I worked to rewire that to be like, my needs matter, and then I matter. Well, another interesting thing is when I was a kid, I used to always mix up. I would say, it doesn't care, and I don't matter. I would mix that up instead of, I I don't care, and it doesn't matter. <laughs> I would mix it up. So even, literally, the number of times I repeated as a child, I don't matter. I don't matter. <laughs> so I had to go in and rewire that. And, and it takes consistency and repetition. You don't just flip a switch, but with a lot of reinforcement, those changes started to evolve where I realized my needs matter. I am worthy. And I started to reflect that with my behaviors in real life and in my my conscious beliefs. And that's what allowed me to rest because it was allowing me to take care of myself and nurture my inner child and give her the rest she deserved. And it's this beautiful thing. Yeah, absolutely. Again, like I, I just resonate so much with everything that you shared so far. Like, I think it is definitely that high achiever archetype, um, you yes. know, where we're just so used to pushing through all the time, being busy all the time. And um, for me, I think it's also just like not even knowing what to do with myself once I stopped. There was just absolutely. like this void of like, well, what now? And um, really learning how to get used to a different pace, which I think takes time as well. Totally. It's high achievers and it's also people pleasers (laughs) because we're, sorry, I'm like recovering from a sinus infection, which I've never had before, but I went on a three week vacation and I'm like, I got hit with it right when I got back. I was like, probably a bit too much to go on a three week vacation. (laughs) um, So yeah, honestly, people pleasers, because we're so used to putting others needs before ours it's also codependency like we're so used to doing everything for other people and never thinking about ourselves so that's why resting it actually feels threatening to our nervous system because we've never done that and it would be an act of self-compassion so it's so much about working with people to be like no you deserve this you really are and 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 going and and shifting those limiting beliefs into more empowered beliefs. Yeah, absolutely. And I love what you said about the rest can feel so threatening, not because it's actually threatening, but because it's just so foreign and unfamiliar to our system. We're like, what the hell is this? (laughs) You know, what Mm -hmm. is this resting thing? Um, I know for me, especially in like the early stages of my illness, it was really hard just to get comfortable with rest. So much more comfortable with it now, but it took a really, really long time to get there. Totally. Yeah. No. And it's now it's funny because with my business, I can sleep in as long as I want. I'm my own boss. I, I purposely create my schedule that way. So even still, I wake up and my first thoughts go to, oh, I need to notify my boss that I've slept in. It's like, oh, wait, I don't need to do that. Like, I don't <laughs> need to create a lesson plan for my class. It, it it shows how it can take time to release these old beliefs and habits. And so that's where the self-compassion part comes in because so many Spoonies beat themselves up that they haven't figured it out yet. And the reality is, is that it takes time. It takes a lot of different things, right? All these little things that people who have been on the journey long enough have figured out, but it takes 
time and patience and self-compassion. And we're being let down by the medical model because our, our doctors themselves are burnt out and they don't know how to deal and they don't know how to rest. So I can't tell you the number of clients that say, well, my doctor did tell me to pace, but when I asked how they had no suggestion and, and so they're like, we literally don't know how to pace. And so I, I joke that I make my money now teaching people to rest, but it's true. That's what I do. Yeah. And what a fantastic job to have. Yeah. <laughs> because when I'm taking a break, it's like perfect modeling. Like, actually, I need to reschedule this. I'm feeling a little tired. It's like, that's actually a great thing. Instead of me feeling disappointed in myself that I'm not meeting all the standards and being perfect, it's actually a learning lesson for my community. Like, hey, you're allowed to do this too. Yeah, absolutely. It's okay to be human and and take the rest that you need. Yeah. So is there anything else that you wanted to share about pacing, about rest, or um, just anything in general about your business and your offerings? Yeah, totally. Well, if people are wanting a bit more concrete tips around pacing, I have a free workshop. So they can message me on Instagram at the Spoonie Mentor and just with the word pacing, and I'm happy to share that free workshop link with them. And also, so my TSP program is a three-month program. I talked about the first and second month, but in the third month, we really focus on joy, which so many people get stuck in this mentality of the doom and gloom of being chronically ill. Whereas I really empower people to, to shift that and say, well, how can you actually live more joyfully now, even before your symptoms are eliminated, which is totally possible too. Even with my kidney disease, when I started implementing all these strategies and I, I'm, re, I'm reinforcing them constantly because I'm always guiding new cohorts through my program, my cysts in my kidneys are starting to go away. And the numbers, I see a nephrologist, a kidney doctor every year. And in January of this year, she couldn't even understand like why my numbers were so good because this is supposed to be a chronic degenerative condition. And so I really encourage people, this is part of the mindset work, have hope and live your life joyfully because when we are constantly bombarded with these ideas of you're sick, this is chronic, it's never going to get better, that leaves us feeling really stuck. But chronic in the medical community only means your symptoms have lasted for more than three months. It doesn't mean you're forever going to feel this way. And in fact, I have proof that it's not the case because even people with MS or all these conditions that are supposedly not curable or not easy or possible to improve, it is possible. And in that third month, we focus on connecting people with their intuition. I mean, it's a whole holistic program, mind, body, spirit, and you don't have to necessarily be religious or spiritual to join the program, but we are all connected to an intuition, whether you view it as God, source, universe, or just your highest self or your gut whatever label you like to assign to it, I help people reconnect with that part of themselves. And truly that is what is the guiding post for every decision we're meant to make. It's how I was able to trust myself to stop seeing these. I used to go to five to seven medical appointments a week, just desperately seeking relief. And when I finally connected with my intuition, it was like, stop doing that. Like you have the ability, like it was empowering me And it randomly guided me towards PRP, this platelet-rich plasma injections. Like that was going to seek that doctor. And it happened in such a beautiful, divine way. But when I finally found that doctor, 
that changed everything. It's how I got my hypermobility diagnosis. It's how I got that treatment, which totally took away all of my neck pain. And, and I got connected to a physio at their office. And that person is amazing. And now I only go to one appointment every two months for maintenance and strengthening. So I can't even tell you how many thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars I wasted just outsourcing my power and desperately seeking solutions. And the reality is, if you're doing so many things at once, there's no way to identify what's working and what's helping with anything. Absolutely. So, <laughs> yeah, people, here. Think, people think like, wow, your program's kind of expensive. And I'm to me, I'm like, well, then you don't value your health. Because what would you give? Like, this has worked for every single person who's taken my program. And I'm going to be saving you money because how much are you spending right now on supplements or all these band-aids that aren't actually moving the needle. Yeah. I mean, I know also in my health journey, I spent like, so, and I was like a practitioner when I first became unwell, so I should have known better, but um, you know, I spent so much money on just every time you feel bad, you just buy something and hope that it will make you feel better. But there's so much to be said for having structured, well thought out mentorship that guides you through a strategic process versus just like shooting in the dark. And every time you're not feeling good, you get out your credit card, you buy a few more supplements, you know, you, you know, it's so easily done. And so, um, and if if people actually calculate how much they'd spent, like I had to, because I was involved in a lawsuit. So I had to keep track of everything. And it's interesting because it's the same mentality of being a high achiever. I assumed that the more I did, the quicker I would improve. And so I felt this constant need to justify and prove I'm still, I am sick. I really am, even though my symptoms are invisible. Like here's proof. I go to all these doctors. It was a way of me seeking validation. And when I learned to validate myself, like that changed everything. And that's where the third month of my program is so important because it's you can describe it as coming home to yourself, which seems very vague to people who are not like in that lingo world. But truly, I feel so at home with myself and I trust myself and I'm really deeply connected to my intuition. And every single day, I cannot describe how much joy I feel. Like I can't even believe that this is my life and I don't work more than two to three hours a day because I pace, I take breaks, I alternate rest with activity. And it's honestly making, it makes me more productive. Ironically, the more you rest, the more productive you will be. And I, that's why I'm so inspired to start business coaching. So many people started asking like, how are you actually doing that? And I realized it can get really disheartening in the beginning when you're talking about being a spoonie. Cause really, if you're a spoonie, you're disabled, you have an invisible disability. And that's a term, unfortunately, that a lot of people resist. But when you actually learn about ableism and internalized ableism and realize how many systemic barriers are in place for us, it's tough. And I I felt disheartened because I thought, how do I I fix all the systemic barriers? And I knew I couldn't. So I started with, I'm going to help empower individuals, like one step at a time. And now it's a community, it's, it's a movement. And I'm really grateful for that But I realize now with business coaching, that's a way that I can empower someone to actually make their own money, not have to deal with all of these systems and insurance and disability leave and and having to disclose things they don't want to to a boss. It's, It's my way of actually addressing ableism. And so I'm loving, I've just started my program Earn With Ease, my first cohort, and I'm just absolutely loving that. 
because it's it's a way it's a full circle moment for me because it I can't deny that becoming an entrepreneur or a spooniepreneur as I like to say has been a huge part that propelled my recovery as well because it allowed me to rest. Yeah, I think it's it can be like two sides of the same coin. Like I'm so grateful that I have my own business and I think being able to sort of manage my own time and energy in similar ways that you probably do as well. It just makes all the difference to my day-to-day experience. But when I was younger and not as wise, I think having a business where I was being mentored by someone who was much more influenced by like that capitalist hustle culture, I think that was a big contributing factor to becoming unwell in the first place. So I think having someone like yourself who has been through all of this whole journey and can really help people, first of all, see that, yes, you can have a chronic illness and also have a successful business and earn a living for yourself that will help you support your health, but then also have all like the tools and strategies to make it easier. And as you say, earn with ease and um, yeah, just kind of like shortcut the process so you're not wasting time and precious energy on a whole bunch of stuff you don't need to be doing. Absolutely. Because once you start thinking about this and then Facebook and Instagram ads will start targeting, you're going to start seeing all these business coaches that are so focused on hustle culture. And they're like, like scale to multiple seven figures. And it's, it's so intimidating how much they work. And I had to do so much work to find people who truly were embodying what I wanted for myself and I couldn't find them. So I had to make my own way, just like I had to figure out my own way and and do the research to figure out the evidence-based strategies to help Spoonies thrive. I did the same thing with my own business. And once it worked, I was like, okay, well, I I, I actually owe it to other people to teach these strategies because genuinely I haven't found anyone else doing this. Yeah. And, and- And I would just second that as well, because when I was um, kind of coming out of my illness and looking to hire a new mentor, I was actually looking for someone who was like a chronic illness business mentor. I couldn't find everyone, sorry, anyone. And this was a few years ago. So you weren't here at the time. But um, Mm. yeah, I think there's definitely a a place for you. And, um, you know, there's so many people who would be benefit from your help. Totally. And and even But another thing is like, I wouldn't have been successful if I hadn't hired my first business mentor. So it just shows (laughs) like when you have a goal and you want to achieve it, investing or, or finding a mentor or coach to help guide you through that process is so worth it. And I hesitated to invest in myself for months in my business. I kept trying to access all the free resources from people. And I felt like I was throwing spaghetti at the wall to see what would stick, similar to people who are figuring out how to pace. Like I just genuinely did not know what to do. And once I finally invested in a mentor, the difference was almost like when you're investing it energetically is like, I'm choosing myself. I'm putting myself first. And that just propelled my growth. And of course I had to adapt the strategies to work for me because my business coaches didn't have chronic illness, but it still helped propel immense growth. And so that's what I tell people. Like if you're in doubt, like invest in yourself. It's so worth it. Yeah, absolutely. And that's also where I think that intuition piece is really important as well is um, finding the right people to work with and people that when you hear them speak or listen to them on a podcast, they really just make you feel like, yes, 
like this is the person for me um because mm-hmm. I think I, I I feel like I've made all the mistakes but I've also like invested in things I shouldn't have been investing in and it, it's not ended well but when I have really listened to my own intuition and been like yes this person is speaking my language um it's always ended fantastically totally because it's the same thing as a spoonie looking for doctors and and your healthcare team how many of us have sat in an office where we completely didn't felt feel heard but we felt like we were stuck with that person it's like it doesn't have to be the case like and 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 it is a little bit of manifesting like good health because i have um a psychologist i've actually had a couple psychologists take my program and and one of them was not at all into the woo like i love oracle cards and crystals like i don't lie about that stuff you don't have to to join my program but i remember she was a bit resistant and then One day I was like, what if you just decided that finding this next doctor would be easy? And you just put it out there. And I taught her kind of my my process and she did. And she found the doctor and within now she's completely Lyme free and, and she just trusted. And that's a big part of it too. And that's where I really try to reinforce this message of it gets to be easy if you allow it to. <laughs> yeah. And if you connect to yourself and you listen to that internal wisdom that we all have. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, so beautiful. I'm so grateful for the work that you're doing in the world. And it sounds like you've got some incredible offerings. Um, I know I asked you and then we had like a whole another 15 minute conversation. So do you want to just summarize for people one more time where they can find you, what the different offerings are and anything else you want to share? Totally. Yeah. So best thing to do is follow me on Instagram at the Spoonie Mentor or my podcast, the Spoonie Podcast. And the link in my bio on my Instagram will have all my offerings. And you are I honestly, my DMs are open. Feel free to reach out if you're like, uh, this is my situation. I'm not sure what I need. And I'm happy to suggest I have some self-paced courses. I have live mentorship programs with a group, which I think community is so huge. And then I have my business coaching offering too, which is group coaching. So, but if you're also more advanced as a business owner, I also offer one-on-one. I don't necessarily advertise that because I don't do a lot of one-on-ones, but depending on your situation, feel free to reach out and I'm happy to offer some guidance and get you the support that you need and deserve. Yeah, fantastic. And we'll put the links to your website and Instagram with the podcast as well so people can find you easily because things need to be easy when you're a spoonie. Um, Any final words of wisdom or anything you want to say is just like a last little message before we wrap up. Well, first, thank you so much for having me. Thank you for the work you do. And to anyone listening, I remember how hard it felt. When you're in the thick of it, it truly feels so disheartening. And wherever you are on that journey, even if you feel like giving up, I just want you to know I've been there and there is light at the end of the tunnel. Don't lose hope. Trust yourself and, and know that if you're listening to this, it found you for a reason and trust that you really do deserve to be thriving and it is possible. Yeah. Beautiful words. Thank you so much, Emily, for being here. Um, And I'm sure you get lots of people reaching out to you. It sounds like you're doing such incredible work. And thank you everybody for listening and we'll see you all again in the next episode.